I remember him just falling over laughing because then he brought up, he said, man, what bubble did the two of you grow up in? Because Angela didn't know either. Welcome to the Hearts in Taiwan podcast, where we explore and celebrate our connections to Taiwan. I'm Annie. And I'm Angela. And every episode, we unpack an aspect of our heritage and experiences that have shaped our identity. One of the most defining aspects of the Asian American experience is how Americans say your name. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say Wang is the best last name. (laughs) This is our family name. Like even though you, um, I publish as Angela Yu, I grew up under my maiden name, Angela Wang, which uh, mirrors your name. Yes. <laughs> so we share we share Wang as our last name, our family name. It means king. So yes, definitely the best last name. Apparently, it's the most common surname in the world. It's an easy character to write and super easy to recognize. Yes, as a Chinese student, I definitely appreciate how easy our, our name is to write. And it's it's fun to pun. It's fun to make puns out of. What puns do you know? So I, I've definitely been called the wangster. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very familiar with that. I embrace it fully. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and there's flexibility of like, um, if you uh, pronounce it wrong, you can say things like two wongs make a right. <laughs> Which is, we are two Wongs. There you go. And we're so right. We're so right. 100% on that. Yeah. But to that point, we are saying it Wang, which is the American way of pronouncing it. And that is based on its spelling because the pinyin is W A N G. And when Americans see that, they think it's pronounced like the rhyming with hang or bang. Fang, so um, that's why, it, like in, in America, everybody that sees our last name W A N G pronounces it Wang. But in uh, Mandarin Chinese, the actual pronunciation is Wang, like like rhyming with the Amer- with the English words long or song, and it, it's the same character, the same Chinese character, as uh, when you see. Um, other Chinese people who spell it W-O-N-G. And the general rule of thumb is that in Mandarin, the because the pinyin is W-A-N-G, if your family immigrated from a Mandarin-speaking population, their name got recorded as W-A-N-G. And if they immigrated from a Cantonese-speaking population, then their name got recorded as W-O-N-G. And I'd say every person with this surname, the W-A-N-G spelling has to make a conscious choice of whether to teach other people to pronounce it Wang or Wong. So we clearly have been saying it the American way, unless we're speaking Chinese. And so I wanted to unpack, why do we do this? I remember uh, when I was a kid, I would hear my mom speaking with customer service representatives, and they're always they always ask, "What's your name?" And she would always pronounce her last name as Wong, and I was like, oh, "It's so awkward because your name is spelled W A N G." So 
like, why don't you just make it easier for them? Because when they hear Wong and they see it spelled W-A-N-G, they're going to be like, I didn't hear that right. So I like just say it so they'll understand what you're <laughs> like, what you're spelling <laughs> and they don't get it wrong. But like, so that was like annoying to me when I was a kid. And I was like, why does she keep insisting on saying her last name is Wong when it's clearly spelled Wang? <laughs> like, So for me, I would be like, I'm going to pronounce it Wang because that's how it's spelled and that's how people will know the connection of like how to spell my last name and how to say it. It's like much easier. One of the hallmarks of assimilation is making it easier for the host culture to pronounce your name. How about you, Annie? What did, how did your parents say our last name? So I actually never thought about it or paid attention to how my parents said it. But now that I've been forced to think about it, They've actually always said it Wong. Huh. And it's always been like that. And I had always said it Wang, but I never recall them ever telling me that it should be pronounced Wong. Like they never corrected me or anything like that. So I'm actually really curious now to hear what their thoughts are on it. Did they even notice that I would do this or not? Because they definitely didn't bring it up to me. <laughs> and wow. yeah. And so. Because I never thought of it about how to pronounce it for myself or paid attention to how my parents pronounced it, I just went with Wang because that's how everybody else would just pronounce it by default. So mm-hmm. in a way, I did the same thing like what you were talking about around the assimilation is I let the population dictate to me how to pronounce my name. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point, Uh, maybe elementary or middle school, I remember I noticed there was a Wong and a Wang spelling in last names because we had some classmates that had both ways of spelling it. And so I asked, I forgot who I asked, but I remember asking and somebody told me that Wong, like what you had mentioned earlier, Wong was a Cantonese Americanized version and Wang was the Mandarin Americanized version. And I didn't think anything past it. I literally just said, okay, And then I moved on (laughs) and continued to say my name, Wang. Mm. So when you got married, you added your husband's name to Mm -hmm. your name. So I'm curious to wonder, did you think about your W-A-N-G last name as you were going through this thought process of changing your last name to match your husband's? Mm Yeah, I definitely thought consciously about it because uh, I know that as a woman, like you lose a lot of, say, professional recognition um, if, you know, partway through your career, you drop your former identity and you change over to a new identity. So it was definitely a considered decision of whether to change my last name. But actually, because of the awkwardness of, of having to decide and reconcile between the Chinese pronunciation and the way it's spelled, that caused me to actually be eager to change my last name in order to escape that. And I think it's a terrible reason to want to change your last name is because it, it's been awkward for assimilation. It all feels like a metaphor for this concept, this feeling of having perpetual foreigner status which a lot of um, 
a lot of Asian Americans feel in America is that no matter how long we've been here, no matter how many generations, because we are visibly different in, in our appearance, we're, we're always liable to be treated as a foreigner. And, and we've seen a lot of that this year with the AAPI targeted hate um, of like, go back to your country and calling it China virus. And like, basically us being associated with a country that we've never lived in um, or, or being seen as something like our citizenship and our place here, our belonging here, being able to be taken away at any given time. When, when we hear of history, um, events like concentration camps and deportation, it's basically like you could get kicked out of your home country. I consider this my home country at any given time, uh, just based because you look like you're easily identifiable as someone who doesn't look white, doesn't look like the majority here. And that's a huge liability. And that's a huge, like, underlying undercurrent of insecurity that is, like, fundamental to our experience here. No, no matter how much, like, we feel like we've assimilated, we still look different than the majority. Yeah, you're totally right. And talking about last names and trying to make it easier for the host call it country to pronounce it, you think about there's some pretty complicated European last names, but nobody Mm -hmm. ever balks at having to figure out how to pronounce those. And so Mm -hmm. it seems like this type of thing around your name is really primarily an Asian-based issue. I mean, Mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger, you know, I mean... (laughs) Kardashian. Yeah. There's all these names out there. Nobody ever talks about how that makes them feel, makes anybody that is not Asian with a complicated last name seem like a foreigner. They're never put in that position. So Mm -hmm. it's a really fascinating phenomenon. Yeah. And I have like another trauma that contributes to my um, self-hatred, even though I, I like really feel like I should be proud of our last name. Um, but in elementary school, the um, I'll paint a picture for you. I, I was exactly what you would expect. I was a shy, quiet, well-behaved, scrawny little Chinese girl in, um, <laughs> in fifth grade. And there was this boy who he was a, a tall, white beanpole of a guy who – I, we we only had like one incident. He wasn't like a constant bully or anything, um, but he was teasing me on the uh, at recess, and um, I don't know why he chose to target my name. Um, and it could have been any name. I, I don't think it was necessarily because it was a Chinese name, but he taunted me with my name. Like it was just my name. Like it wasn't any insult or anything. But <clears throat> he just he used my name to taunt me. And I was like standing there, like a, you know, kind of a blank wall with this this tall boy. Um, he's just coming at me. He's like Angela Wang, Angela Wang, Angela Wang, like getting in my face oh, over and over, just saying my name. Like it hell? was just my name. And I was like, oh, what's my comeback going to be? And like one of the sad things about me is that. I am not witty. I'm not quick on my feet. <laughs> and so I am always in this position where I think 
hours or days later of what the right comeback would have been <laughs> had I been smarter. <laughs> and like, so I never, I never come up with anything. But in this case, I had lots of time to prepare what my reaction would be to him because he kept, he kept saying it over and over again, Angela Wang. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to gear up. I'm going to show him. <laughs> And so, like, the next time he came at me, Angela Wang, I went up at him and I was like, asshole. And, like, he was shocked. Like, he was taken aback. Like, literally, he leaned back. He was like, whoa. Like, first, I think he had, like, never heard me talk. And then second of all, for me to use a swear word, like... That was surprise. That was a big deal for me. <laughs> like for, for me to curse at him, it like like if there's any like justification or lesson <laughs> that a child learns of like how powerful these words are, <laughs> that like, was it. That felt very powerful. <laughs> but like, oh my god, I did not like, know about this, Angela. Yeah. You rebel. <laughs> Look at you. Was it like it was like it's so sad. Like that, like that. That was like my big showing of, of strength. <laughs> like, like it shut him up. And so hey, mission accomplished. Like, okay. Like I didn't have anything like clever or anything. I just like I like I don't swear a lot, but that was one time when it did work for me. Wow. And mainly because it was a big surprise coming out of like my persona and like how I look. Um, wow. So yeah, that that trauma, just like using my name against me, like made me, it contributed to me being ready and willing to change my name when I had the opportunity with marriage um, to change my last name. Dang, Angela. Learn something <laughs> new about you every time we talk. I... <laughs> yeah. Constantly impressed by you. Yeah. But like one of the things that like amazingly that that whole teasing incident had nothing to do with something that we learned late in life about our last name oh yeah i i remember this this uh the synonym of which our last name is to the word penis Do you remember? Yeah, that was a treat. Yeah, do you remember that there's these moments in time, right, where your memory is so vivid of an incident? I don't know how it came up, but it was the three of us. We were going to get food over by your house somewhere, and we were talking. I told him that I didn't know that Wang was a synonym for penis until after college. And I remember him just falling over laughing because then he brought up, he said, man, what bubble did the two of you grow up in? Because Angela didn't know either. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I um, I didn't realize it either. I mean, I knew about Johnson like a lot early, since like high school or something. But somehow our community was so kind to us as to not throw it in our face <laughs> that our name, our last name is a synonym for penis. <laughs> so... Thank you to everyone who who knew us in our adolescence for not throwing that in our faces. <laughs> but like the whole point of learning to want to change your name because of how Americans pronounce it. I read a, an article recently in the New Yorker about this kind of same issue 
but with a worse consequence of having of bringing in an ethnic name into America. And the the name of the article is called "America Ruined My Name for Me," and um, I'll, we'll link it in the show notes. But it's by an author who goes by the name of Beth Nguyen or Nguyen. And that's another, like for Vietnamese people, that's another example of like acclimating your last name for American tongues. Because when you're young and in elementary school and your white teachers see your name on the roster, they stop at your name and N-G-U-Y-E-N and they don't know how to pronounce it. So then you as a child have to uh, educate them of how to pronounce your name and remind them over and over again how to pronounce your name. But that's that's not the side of her name that she is writing about. She's writing about her first name, which um, she she came with her a Vietnamese first name, which is pronounced Bic. It's spelled B-I-C-H. And when... American kids or Americans see B-I-C-H, that pronunciation was cause for a lot of teasing and trauma and, um, you know, just uh, really a frustrating experience. So she did change her name to Beth. And that's a really unfortunate outcome from how intolerant this country is and has been for other cultures. Um, so I recommend that you, you read that article. It's a quick read, and I, I felt like it echoed a lot of our Asian American experiences with ethnic names. Yeah, and this actually makes me think of this one comedian, Tian Tran. She is Vietnamese American, and she has this bit. We'll link it to in the show notes, but she has this stand-up comedy bit that she did a while back about growing up. When she was in the classroom, this one teacher, she was calling down the roster, everybody's name for roll call, and she came to her name. And her name was actually pronounced H. I don't want to give away too much of it because I can't do it justice. But is her name was written H-A-N-H-T-I-E-N. And she talks about how this teacher ended up actually pronouncing her name. Hmm. So okay. it's... It's she's really funny and it's like a funny take on this exact issue that we're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. I, I always wish I had the comedian's wit to like humor is a coping me- mechanism and it diffuses a lot of tension. And I think people who are able to use humor in situations where they're harmed, it's it's really admirable, but it it's also makes other people comfortable with uh, with the harm that they're causing you. So on the Wang theme, <laughs> that like we discovered that there's a book called The Wangs Versus the World. I haven't read it yet, but you've, you've read it, right? Yeah. So I'm in the midst of reading it. And there is an excerpt from the beginning of this book that we will put into the show notes as well. But it speaks directly to what we have been talking about At the end of the day, it's talking about this character, this guy named Charles Wang, and him moving to the U.S. So you hear how I said that? Wang, Wong, (laughs) pick your your pronunciation. And his experience 
coming to the U.S., but this particular excerpt really talks about the name W-A-N-G, how it was turned from the Chinese word Wang to this in the U.S. And I'll just give one little hint. It says, the end of this excerpt, it says, one moved to America and Charles Wang, Wang, how do you want to pronounce it? But Charles Wang's proud surname became a nasally joke of a word. One move and he went from king to cock. Isn't that just such a perfect summation of like, our name means king and in America it means cock. Oh my God. Like how denigrating. So it's, <laughs> that, that just perfectly sums it up. Yep. So check out in the show notes. I think that paragraph is a really powerful articulation of the way that Asian names can become bastardized as soon as they move to the U.S. So Annie, based on this discussion, are you going to change how you pronounce your name? Great question. I've been thinking a lot about this, and I'm going to make the conscious effort moving forward to pronounce it Wong. Hmm. What about you, Angela? I would like to also, and I don't I don't have as much opportunity because I changed my last name, but I will when I pronounce your last name, I will pronounce it Wong. And this is not to say that I'm going to force it on anybody else because I know that everybody has their individual choice. And um, I think when someone is like, I know better than you how to pronounce your name, I think that's really grating. So I'm not going to say that every every W-A-N-G I encounter, I'm going to like start calling them Wong. But for people who who say their name Wong, I'm going to mirror that. I think that that's like a really tricky thing is like, I, I do hear when people used to presumptively, some rare people used to presumptively um, call me Wong. And I'd be like, oh, they're like showing that they're woke. <laughs> like whatever, they like they like know the right way. And I was like, okay, but it felt more like a flex from them than them really like taking the time to know how I preferred it individually. But I, I mean, appreciate them like trying. Yeah, I. that's funny you mentioned that because a few people I've encountered in my work environment have done that recently, They've act, but they've actually asked me, do you pronounce it Wang or Wong? Mm. And that's right. I would rather pronounce it right than reinforce something that they don't align with. So thank you for communicating your preference <laughs> to, uh, to pronounce it Wong, and I will respect that. I'll support it. And be mindful about like how I word to other people when I ask them how um, they would like their names pronounced. Okay, very exciting big moment. We got stickers. Yay! We printed stickers with our logo, our, our um, Meihua Taiwan National Flower logo with the, the heart outlines. Nice. And we, we are going to ask you to do something special. So we want you to send us voice messages. Yeah. So here's the deal. We're going to do an episode on how people define Taiwanese identity today. And so to do that, we need to hear from more than just ourselves and our parents. So we want to hear from you. So our question is, how do you define Taiwanese and do you identify as Taiwanese yourself? 
So if you go into direct messages on Instagram or Facebook, there is a microphone icon. So instead of typing, you can just uh, record yourself. Um, so you can record yourself answering these questions about definition of Taiwanese and what, how you identify yourself. And um, if you, so you can send us a voice clip that way through direct message, or you can go to hearts in Taiwan slash voicemail and record a message using your browser. We have a little um, recording widget on there that you can just click there and record up to 90 seconds and um, it'll get sent to us like a voicemail. Uh, so those are two ways. Like it's, you can find us hearts in Taiwan on Instagram, Facebook, or on our website. And uh, those are three ways that you can send us voice messages. And the reason we're asking for voice messages is because we would love to feature other people's voices in this episode that we do about today's Taiwanese identity. Yeah. And we'll send everyone who sends us a message a sticker. Sticker, sticker, sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited, if you couldn't tell. And also, if you want to have your vote of how the Taiwanese identity should be defined, and you really don't want to record your voice, you can also just message us like regular, like just send us a direct message and tell us by text what you think about our question. This will really help us understand like what is the current attitude because of the, the special nature of Taiwan is that it's not like a very isolated and static population where you could be very clear when someone is Japanese, when someone's Korean. Um, and, and so the Taiwanese identity, it, it has meant different things in different decades. So we want to understand what is it today in the year 2021. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty different from uh, what we heard growing up and especially very, very different from what our parents have been describing to us because uh, that was in a totally different era of Taiwanese history. If our discussion of our ethnic name inspires you, consider understanding the origins of your name and mindfully choosing how you represent it. If you want to share your thoughts with others on the same journey, post with hashtag Hearts in Taiwan to help the Hearts in Taiwan community find your story. The music you hear at the beginning and end of the episode is the song Level Up by Vienna Tang, which is produced by Kaysen Cooley and Vienna Tang. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you thought about this episode, what your name means, and what you want us to explore and ask about in a future episode. Until then, follow your curiosity and follow your heart. <laughs> <laughs>